Hello, this is Seth and Jenna Herlick, and we are also known as Him and Her Worship. We are also the creators of the What Do I Know podcast, where we talk about life while having very little life experience ourselves. We are a normal couple passionate about lighting hearts on fire for Jesus, who just happened to play music. We write our own original worship music, and we play in churches all around the country, and we'd love to connect with you. We have lots of ways for you to do that. On Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Spotify, we are at Him and Her Worship, and we have a website, and we are himandherworship.com. Also, check out our podcast at Apple Podcasts and other streaming platforms. God bless you. Thanks so much for your time, and we cannot wait to meet you in person. You are listening to the Gird Up Podcast. The call to gird up is an ancient way of telling a man to prepare himself for hard work or a battle ahead. Our work is to reclaim masculinity in the modern world. Here, you will find a community of believers working hard to become the men that God has created us to be. We're glad you've joined us today. Now it's time to roll up your sleeves to gird up and join us on this road towards Christian manhood. May God bless your time with us. Here we go. A mighty fortress is our God, a trusty shield and weapon. He helps us free from every need that has us now overtaken. The old evil foe now means deadly woe. Deep guile and great might are his dread arms in fight. On earth is not his equal. By might of arms cannot be done. Soon were our loss affected, but for us fights the valiant one whom God himself elected. You ask, who is this? Jesus Christ it is, the Almighty Lord, and there's no other God. He holds the field forever. Though devils all the world should fill, all eager to devour us, I tremble not, I fear no ill, they cannot overpower us. This world's prince may still scowl fierce as he will, he can harm us none. He's judged, the deed is done. One little word can fell him. The word they still shall let remain, nor any thanks have for it. He's by our side upon the plain through his good gifts and spirit. And do what they will, hate, steal, hurt, or kill, though all may be gone. The victory is won. The kingdom's ours forever. It's really easy to get dragged down by the the things going on in the world. It's really easy to get dragged down by my own failures and insecurities. It's real easy to lose sight of the gifts the Lord has given me, the mission he's called me to, the purpose he's given when things aren't going well. Um, and it's easy to forget that I am only <laughs> a pawn in this great chess game. It's easy to forget that I am just a man who will return to dust. It's easy to forget that the Lord has had thousands, millions, maybe even billions of men who've gone before me, who've walked my paths, who've been in my shoes, uh, who've walked this road before me. And it's easy for me to forget that my Savior Jesus walked this road ahead of me. The fact that my Savior walked this road before me, he experienced every trial, every temptation, every struggle that I see, he saw it. He knew it. He was perfect. 
and he died for me. My Savior is my substitute. He's my shelter. He's my guide. He's my safety. He's my friend. He's a mighty fortress. He's my refuge. In him I find safety and strength. When things get challenging, when times get hard, when I fail to do what I want to do, when I fail to walk with the Lord the way I should, when I fail to be the man I know I ought to be, when the good things I want to do I do not do, and I do the evil I do not want to do, these moments are the moments where the Lord does his greatest work in me. As he told the Apostle Paul, my grace is sufficient for you because my power is made perfect in weakness. Paul then said, therefore I boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses because when I am weak, then I am strong. Gentlemen, there is nothing that can separate me from the love of my Savior. There is nothing, no weakness of my own, no failure on my part, no force of the evil one, no temptation, no wickedness, no trial that can ever pull me away from my Heavenly Father, that can ever wreck the relationship I have with my Heavenly Father. And I know that and I trust that because he is the Lion of Judah. He has won the battle. He is the victor. He has defeated death and hell. He has cast out Satan. My victory is won. So though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I fear no evil. The Lord is with me. He's my leader. He's my guide. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. I love that picture. My enemies are right there, and the Lord prepares a table. My cup truly does overflow because my Savior loves me. It's easy to lose heart, and the devil wants us to lose heart. He wants us to to fall away um, when we're nearest to the victory. In fact, um, C.S. Lewis points out, as, as do many other Christian authors, that the moment that we tend to lose heart and lose faith is just moments before relief may come, just moments before the Lord finally intervenes and takes the struggle away. When we lose heart, it tends to be just before the crack of dawn. And the devil knows that, and he knows exactly what it will take to draw us away. And he's going to do everything he can to draw us away. Don't let that happen. Don't let that happen. One of the big things we've been working on is uh, not just spending time with the Lord every day, but also meditation and prayer. It's a good thing to read your Bible every day. You should read your Bible every day. It's a huge encouragement to read your Bible every day. I will not go to work. I will not go to school if I haven't read my Bible in the morning. And if I, there's just nothing, I won't, I won't, I won't begin my day. Luther set that example. He said, I'm so busy today. I must spend the first half of it in prayer. I'll never get anything done. And and the reality is, and and you can get into some woo-woo stories, but Honestly, I believe that there's true because there's nothing my God can't do. But you'll hear stories about people saying, yeah, we didn't know if we would have enough time. We prayed and we prayed and we prayed. We prayed until it was stupid, until it was foolish even to try. And then the Lord blessed it because he's mighty and it was his hand. These are good things, guys, that we need to do every day, spending time with the Lord. So what I do when I wake up in the morning is I go read my Bible every day. I wake up, I take a shower, I put my clothes on, I go out, I've got this awesome like three-season porch type thing, and we go sit out there, and I, and I read my Bible. And some days it's just a chapter, some days it's a whole lot more. Depend- I mean, we all have uh, mornings where we struggle and mornings where we're doing great. 
Um, and I'll be honest, this like this is the longest stretch of the school year that we don't have a day off, and I'm getting tired. And so it's a battle to get up in the morning. Um, and some days I only get a chapter of a, of, a, of, a, of a gospel in, and then we pray and we're out. Some days I get to take really detailed notes about what I'm praying about. Some days it's just a list of things I got to talk to God about and get out of <laughs> get out of my house and get on the road. But every single day I begin my day with meditation and prayer. I spend my day talking to the Lord and having meditation and prayer. And, and I don't want to take that word meditation lightly. I think it's really important that we, at times, set aside the plan, set aside the book even, and just talk to the Lord. And whether that's fishing or going for a walk or a run, working out without music, whatever it might be, we need to spend one-on-one time with the Lord, even outside of meditation on Scripture, even outside of uh, my, my structured time with the Lord. And I need to spend structured time with the Lord. Even outside of that, having a conversation with the Lord and saying, Lord, what are you, what, what's going on? Talk to me. Show me what I should do. Um, especially uh, what I find is there's a lot of things that I don't even realize are bothering me until I, I take a deep breath and I sit back and I relax. Um, I, I'm not, uh, I'm not too masculine. I'm not too, uh, I don't know what the word is, not masculine. I'm not too macho to admit that I love taking bubble baths. Um, especially in the cold weather months, there's nothing more enjoyable than a than a good bubble bath. And I will light a candle or two. I will pour the bubble bath in and I will soak in a hot tub for 45 minutes to an hour and just take the time to relax. And what I find is, especially if I can put on some like quiet worship music or something in the background, what I find is the first 10 minutes or so, I'm just thinking about the water and just relaxing and and chilling and, and having a good time. And I go through about five minutes or so where I'm miserable and I want to get out of the tub and I'm bored and I want to check my phone and there's a bajillion things going on and I want to get out of the tub and address them. And then all of a sudden, slowly at first and then with increasing intensity, I find myself able to talk to the Lord. And I'm not talking like crazy people talking. I'm not saying he's like standing there in the bathroom chatting with me or something. I'm not saying that. Um, but to, to meditate and, and to, to really just go through the Rolodex in my head of things going on, the things that, that are on my heart, that are on my mind, things that need to be addressed. And as I go through that in my heart and my mind, and I bring them up and I pray about them, I talk to the Lord about them, and they don't need to be official like, Dear Lord, tell me what to do in this situation. Amen. Like It could just be an honest dialogue between me and my Heavenly Father, one where we're talking and I ask him what's going on. I, I, I talk to him about what's going on. I express my thoughts and my feelings in my heart without even opening my mouth. It's truly standing exposed before the throne of God, naked and exposed before the throne of God, exposing every piece of myself, every part of my heart, the deepest depths, letting him see it, letting him shape it and mold it, showing me the right way to walk. And some of the the greatest things that I've accomplished, some of the the, the greatest wins, some of the biggest, uh, most important situations, I can't take credit for because I know <laughs> that I would have messed it up on my own. And I know that uh, I, I, it wasn't my wisdom, it wasn't even my skill making the situation happen. And so I'm, it makes me incredibly humble to know that the Lord is working through me, to see the things that the Lord has done and the good that the Lord has done through me. 
And that is no credit to me. That is no credit to me. The only credit I can take is <laughs> not screwing it up. Like, seriously, the only credit I can take is not screwing it up. I can only boast about the love of the Lord. I can only boast that God has given me tremendous gifts and abilities, and he's given me some absolutely insane opportunities. He's given me a chance to influence people that I never thought I would know. Uh, He's given me a chance to change hearts and minds in ways I never thought I could. And the truth is I couldn't. It's the Lord doing his work, and he's working through me. And the same can be said for you. There isn't a single one of us who doesn't have gifts and abilities, who doesn't have a purpose laid out by the Heavenly Father, who doesn't have a plan. Every single one of us has some things to accomplish, and every single one of us can be equipped by the Heavenly Father. I love it. I would not do anything. I would... I. I I was not always faithful in the study of, of the word. Like even when I was first started Bible reading and, and really seriously started Bible reading, it was a chore. It was a chore. Man, it was a fight. And now it's almost a crutch in a good way. I will not start my day without spending time with the Lord. And he's doing wonderful things. He's doing wonderful things. I'd say the biggest thing that I have noticed is that I see the Lord throughout the day. That I finally feel like I'm making that shift from being a, uh, from having time set apart for the Lord to having every moment be in the Lord. That even my hobbies and my routines and my, um, like my leisure time is all within this framework of time with the Heavenly Father. It's all within the framework of His love and mercy for me. It's all within the framework of the good things he wants me to have and and the way he wants me to live. Even the TV I watch is shaped and fashioned by my Heavenly Father's love for me and the relationship I want to have with him. Even the amount of time I spend on my phone, the way I choose to work, the times I choose to work out, the times I choose not to, the things I choose to spend my time on, they all are valuable to me because they're valuable to the Father. It's tremendous. I have the blessing of spending every day in full-time ministry, but most of the ministry I do has nothing to do with my call. Most of the ministry I do has nothing to do with my official calling. It has nothing to do with a piece of paper that says I work for the church. It has everything to do with who I am and who I am and, and what the Father has made me. And uh, I love, I don't remember who said it. Somebody said to me once, you know, who's your boss? I said, well, the principal. Who's his boss? Well, the pastor. Well, who's his boss? Well, the, the church board, the president. And you go around in circles. And he finally pointed out to me and said, no, you don't work for men. You work for the Heavenly Father. And that realization, I don't think it hit home at first, but it took, it took a little while. But the realization is that each one of us, the most important boss we'll ever have, the most important <laughs> you know, reviewer we'll ever have, the most important critic we'll ever have is our Heavenly Father. He's the only critic that matters. He's the only one that counts. And he examines every part of my life. Thoughts, words, actions, intentions. He examines it all. And fellas, when you know the Lord is watching, when you know the Lord sees everything, and when you know the Lord forgives you for everything that you do, it changes the way you look at the way, it changes the way you do everything. It changes the way you live. 
And this is not something that can accurately be described with words or with meditation. It's something only you can find. It's something only you and the Lord can know together. And so I pray for you. I pray that the Lord works in your heart and your mind and shows you who he is. I pray that we know him as he truly is and not as we imagine. I pray that we we learn to faithfully follow him, to walk with the Lord every day. One of my biggest uh, adjustments in prayer, and, and it's a small, it's, it's almost even semantics, but it's a small thing in my prayers, but it took a big mind shift in my head, was I used to pray, Lord, let me, wa- or Lord, walk with me today and show me what to do. And I've slowly but surely kicked that habit and started praying, Lord, let me walk with you today. Let me be drawn into you. Let me lose myself in you. Let me die to the world and be reborn in you. Let me be lost in you. The realization being, the Lord is always with me. The Lord is always with my adversary. The Lord is always with my kids. The Lord is always with everyone. The Lord is walking with me whether I want him to or not, whether I ask him to or not. The, the question is whether or not I walk with the Lord. And so I pray for the strength to do so. So gentlemen, I pray that you know the Lord. I pray that you have some of those awesome experiences where you, you see the Lord working in your life and you see the way that the Lord is changing you. But more than anything else, I pray that you forget the things of the world and the things of the Lord fall in value to the point where they are worthless. That you, that you act like you found the greatest treasure, the treasure of your heavenly father who loves you the two big parables that pop into my head as they should are the parable of the uh, man who finds a a pearl right so he finds a pearl he goes and he sells everything so he can buy the pearl and he goes and he buys it and now he's a rich man right or the man who finds a treasure buried in a field does he bury it and forget about it does he steal it and run no he buries it again He goes out and he sells everything he owns to come up with the money to buy the field. And then he goes and he buys the field. Now he's a landowner and he's rich because he found treasure in the field. How much enthusiasm would you have if you knew the treasure was coming your way? Act like that. May I lose everything for the sake of the Lord. May I completely lose my everything for the sake of the Lord. May I be a fool to the men of the earth, that I may be wise in the Lord's eyes. Blessings this week, gentlemen. I pray that you can be fully enveloped in the Lord, that you're drawn into him, that you die to the world, and you're reborn in Christ each day. Have a good week, fellas. I pray this is a blessing, and I pray I'll see you in heaven. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Gird Up Podcast. If you like what you're hearing on our podcast, make sure you're sharing it with friends and family, men in your life who you think need to hear our message. You can find us on social media, on Facebook under the Gird Up Podcast, and there's a Gird Up community as well there where you can interact with other men on the journey toward Christian manhood. You can find us on Instagram as girdup underscore like underscore a underscore man. If you'd like to help us bring our message to more men just like you all around the world, you can hit up our Patreon account. Type in www.patreon.com forward slash girdup. 
And finally, please leave a five-star rating or review on whatever platform you use to listen to our podcast, whether it's iTunes or Spotify. What that does is it helps us get more attention in the podcast world and bring more men to our message. Thank you again for listening to our podcast. Thank you for all the ways you support us and help spread the word. Until next time, go gird up and be the man that God created you to be.